Welcome back to the Limehouse podcast. This is me, your host, William Porteous. It's a funny one because right there, right then, I wanted to do that in the Bob Harris voice. Um, You you know, whispering Bob Harris, uh, probably the most famous DJ of all time. It's one of those things where you just go, uh, I just want to have his voice now. That's who I want to be. I've been listening to his autobiography for the past two days. And it is such an incredible story. It's not narrated by him. So I've got like the the actor's voice in my head a lot. Um, And when you're reading, you're listening to someone's autobiography, you start to go into your own life in that guy's voice and in the audiobook version voice. So I'm like having a shower and I'm just thinking about like how I'm showering myself. And he, um, I remember the time that I was in a shower and... I took out the shower gel into my hand and started rubbing my chest with it. And it reminded me of that wax on, wax on, wax on, wax off moment in the Karate Kid film of 1986. I mean, I just start narrating my life as it is like, as a, and a past tense, but it's in the present. It's completely insane. It's like the, the peep, it's like peep show or something. I can't control my insanity right now. But either way, um, do you, do you do that? Do you? Do you do the whole audiobook thing and uh, autobiographies? It's fantastic. I really highly recommend you buy Bob Harris's. It's, it's, it's so fantastic. Wow, what a life. Truly dizzying heights that man went to and real depths as well. It's quite a story. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, Bob's coming on the show, which is why I'm reading the book, of course. And I'm really excited about that. I mean, Bob, um, believe it or not, I, I, I don't know. I haven't spoken to Bob about this yet, but he and I actually do go way back, like 20, nearly 20 years because um, of a band that I used to be in that he helped um, promote. And and it was it's quite a random story around that. And I don't know if I've shared it on this podcast before, but I don't know. I'll share it with Bob. Anyway. But more, more importantly, guys, this week's episode is featuring Chantel from Diamond Thug, the, the one and only band from South Africa. Not the only band from South Africa. There are the other bands. There's um, No, I think that's the only band I know from South Africa right now, right this moment in time. I mean, I, I need to make more effort in that on that front for sure. What, what kind of sound is Diamond Thug? Diamond Thug is kind of like your... Um, Arcade fiery, modern, more deeper synth, uh, sort of slightly more aggressive synth sounds in there. There's also this most stunning, beautiful vocal performances in all songs. Chantel's the most incredible voice. It's beautiful the way it just sits perfectly in the anthemic noise of their songs. Um, I, I think also it's worth listening to. If you're just after something a bit different, you know, I like I, I don't mean different as in sounding. I mean different from a different kind of place of the world, because especially if you go to the other bands like them, say on Spotify and you get recommended them, it's really it's, it's, it's really worth it to just dive into that different world from a different continent, see what other people are up to. 
and um, we had a really cool chat. It's from a long time ago. I did this conversation about two and a half, three months ago, if you can believe that. So they probably, they probably moved on to stardom by now. Um, it was at the height of the heat wave. I did this in a room that was probably about a hundred and something odd degrees and stinking humidity. So um, it was kind of one of those weird ones, a really, really weird one. I, did a, a I had a conversation with B. Dolan, exactly the same situation. It was crazy. I think I had to do a topless with B. Dolan. It was, it was grim. Poor guy. Imagine that. Zoom call starts up and there's this bare-chested skinhead staring at him. I, I mean, you know, good Lord. What are you going to do about that? Um, so you'll enjoy, you'll enjoy this and just bear, bear with it. Obviously, the sweatiness might come through the microphone. You might feel some moisture. But, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I guess um, that's about it for now. I'll be seeing you soon. I will be bringing you the B. Dolan conversation this Sunday or Monday morning or whatever time it is that you download it. Um, as I said previously, if you want to get in contact with, 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 the, uh, with the show on the social media, I'm, I'm kind of across most of the platforms. Posting on Instagram and um, at Limehouse Pod on Twitter. Wasting my time there. My God, I tell you what, Twitter, my goodness me. It's a strange one. I do prefer Instagram. What do you What do you prefer? I do love put, putting a picture up, but the only problem with putting a picture up is that um, it does. You always have to add something to it, like a caption, and I, I always stuck for words. I never know what to say, and I always feel like I'm, I, I sound like a really crap, like poet or something, and I never quite know what to say. But there you go. I like following people like Bob Harris actually on Instagram. He's always got a really cool uh, album to share or what have you uh, Ben Montench from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers oh my god that guy legend uh, and anyway if you want to yeah if you want to follow me there that, that's cool I'll try and post some pictures um, of, of the day to day some of the guests that we have on the show um, and what have you I'm trying to keep you guys um, vaguely aware I think I'm trying to keep you vaguely aware of a song that I've produced called um, There Goes the Summer that I'm going to be hopefully bringing out relatively soon it's a song, like I said, I think a couple of days ago, that I've, ba I've basically been working on. I brought it back from the dead. It's quite old. And I, I just got bored. I don't know, screw it. I've got to do something with my life. So that's probably going to go up on Spotify relatively soon. My friend's just doing a bit of a mix for me um, and what have you. So maybe keep your eyes and ears open for that. Um, and uh, in the meantime, somedaysofdiamonds.co.uk. You know where you can get... The short film that I did with Tim Bentink from The Archers. Um, there's a, a comedy pilot up there as well. Somedaysofdiamonds.co.uk. Go and pollute your eyes and ears there. All right, guys, look after yourselves and enjoy Chantal magnificent music. Look it up. Diamond Thug. Diamond Thug from South Africa. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? I am a sweaty man. <laughs> oh my god! It is insanely hot here. Really? What's it like with you? Look at me. I'm I'm cold. <laughs> oh. Oh my winter. god. It's such weird polar opposites here. 
Oh my god. It's so, it's freaking ridiculous. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, super heat wave. It's like uh, 37. I oh my gosh. Today. It doesn't even really yeah. get that hot here. I mean, it does. You're in... Peak of summer, but not like that bad. You're Cape Town, right? Yeah, I'm Cape Town. So we got that sea breeze. But I, I guess it's like <sighs> we do have more warm days, but I don't think it gets, you know, like I think Europe has these weird heat waves that we don't have as sounds like yeah. yeah it sounds like it's tough it's <laughs> yeah but it's sick it's sickening because like frankly it is right one minute you're on i don't know you're that way and then the next it's like oh now prepare for this it's like now <laughs> yeah. you, you, you just think you're getting on okay with the summer and then it's like it shits on you but but you know in a great way because it's really hot and it's like no it's not because it doesn't need the sun doesn't even come out fully. It just comes out in hazy shit and humidity and, and it's horrid. So crazy. Oh God. Well, cause I, I get... sound like a real. <laughs> it's fine. I hear because they knew you have a, a friend of mine who's also stayed in London. Because I, I was there for two weeks in, in winter once. But because we uh -huh. don't have snow or anything or like that kind of here, I was like, ah, I was cycling and there was like a bit of snow and i was like this is amazing and my friend who was like no it's gray you know like <laughs> yeah 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 how was this yeah no we uh how is what now how was this past winter for you guys uh standard really i mean it was bloody so wet it was ridiculous right soaking wet and but it was kind of cool like in london it never really gets that cold it, i mean it, okay like four degrees would be the lowest or something but it never gets freezing and then the winters are just so insanely hot like right now i'm i'm in um in our bedroom and it is stifling it's like <laughs> freaking like satan's armpit right now oh my god <laughs> but god listen to me bitching and moaning what um, um what side of uh, london are you from or where do you stay i'm Southeast, so Crystal Palace, um, that kind of way, uh, south of the river, okay, south cool. of the river. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Where, whereabouts in Cape Town are you? Um, yeah, I've moved all over, but at the moment I'm in a place called Sea Point, so it's like uh -huh. part. It's like on the peninsula, but it's just outside of the city, like five minutes, twenty, ten minutes out of the city. Yeah. What's, what's Cape Town like? I would absolutely love to go. I'm a big cricket yeah, fan, and I've always wanted to go, like, uh, see the cricket in Cape Town. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that would be pretty cool for you. I, I think it's, I mean, it's, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I think we are really spoiled because we have the mountain and the ocean right by. So I think, like, within a 10-minute drive, you see quite a lot of different areas. Um, so when we complain about things, it's like nothing compared to the city, you know, Johannesburg, that's inland? Where there I know, people, I, I'm fully aware of it, yeah, but I've never been there. <laughs> but there but yeah. People, yeah. people are used to driving an hour, but here someone will complain driving like 20, 30 minutes because everything's kind of, you know, you hop in and out of off of the mountain. Um, but yeah. yeah, it's beautiful. And it's also, if you come, you should try go, I mean, like you drive three hours and you're in this big mountain range called Cedarburg or you're up the coast. So it's it's beautiful. It's just, we're really far from the rest of the world with other things, you know? So like scenery wise and that kind of thing, we're super spoiled. Yeah. But um Yeah. I am so jealous. I, I would love I would love to go there. I just think like Table Mountain looks like whoa. I mean look that whether um what's the cricket ground in Cape Town, I should know. 
Um, sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so it's fine. We, neither of us know, so I feel less, you know, I, I feel slightly better about I that. Feel but worse. I feel worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's in your fucking town, man. Yeah, Come on. I fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> Should not yeah. research. <laughs> so I, I've just got off like um, listening to your to your music um god that sounded perverted i just got off listening to your music that's weird i just finished listening to your. oh no that that could sound kind of weird as well um just stop listening to your music yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's, good. Good. that's good and uh man i mean i've been listening to it for about three weeks now but um so obviously not like a like, diehard long long fan but i've been like absolutely digging it you know it's fantastic um the woods jesus christ and the back push is God, wow. Anthemic, right? Thanks. Yeah, big big stuff. Um, Made its way over there. (laughs) Yeah, it's so cool how it made, you know, I mean, that's the wonder of Spotify and the wonder of a really fucking good PR Mm -hmm. uh, company as well. Mm. Um, But, I mean, but it's not like you've just been going like a year or so. How long have you been going and how have you developed that sound? Well, Danilo, so he's the bassist. Danilo and I, we started, uh, it must be like five years ago. He saw me in my previous band um, and he approached me at a festival because I was playing there with that band. And then he's like, hey, do you want to make hip hop music? And I thought this was a great idea because I was playing like blues, rock. um, And then, so we sort of started as this hip hop duo and we were making beats and it was just the two of us. And then we played at a festival and the oh no no we played it well we played at a venue here and the the who's now the guitarist came up to us and asked if he could play drums um and then he worked his way onto guitars that's the whole joke is that he worked his way onto guitars and then the <laughs> drummer so it's kind of ha- it, that kind of happened over we've been a full band for like probably about three years um, okay this sort of sound um because yeah so then ted who's the drummer he saw us at this festival up north and he ran backstage and they didn't know they like the security wanted to take him away and he hugged the bassist and he's like just say i'm you i told him i'm your cousin um and he knew <laughs> his ex-girlfriend knew danilo so it's like one of those weird yeah friend of a friend pieces yeah and then we started playing together um and at this point we were obviously moving much more towards like just writing music we all had interest in i guess because you know it it wasn't anymore about rapping it was just like oh we can make music together um and when ted joined we were kind of you know like kids at a candy store and like exploring our similar interests so that's kind of what opened this whole world of i don't know what we'd call our sound but it's been really cool to to see because you you do you you get to know each other as musicians and someone brings something that someone else bring something else and i guess that's what Mm. creates the sound it's like we wouldn't we wouldn't say oh we just this or we just that because we have a bad habit uh, as you can maybe tell from all of our spotify songs of having many (laughs) different genres (laughs) right um, big time in in bits so it's been a really cool journey just also seeing what everyone's role is in the band you know, it's like, mm. who's really good at writing this riff or who's good at doing this? Um, so it's been a really, really yeah. good process. It's like a, a little band family, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. 
But that, I mean, immediately, right off the bat, I'm thinking, you hang on, what you were a hip, you were in hip hop and rap. I mean, this mu- music could not be further removed from that <laughs> genre. So, what were you? What was that? What was that? What was going on there? And who are your inspirations to? I mean, because that's quite a leap. Because you know, it's one thing to go like kind of like an arcade fire kind of sound yeah. all the way back to. I, I mean, I don't know what the, your hip hop influences are, what have you. But maybe we could talk about that. What were your Uh-oh. what? Hey, Chantel, <laughs> what were your hip hop influences? Well, I mean, I enjoy hip hop. I think that's the thing. We all, as a band, also have very diverse tastes in music. You know, so we we do share a commonality, which is kind of the sound that we're making now. But then it was diamond that wasn't my main project so it was this experiment that danilo and i and he was a dj so it that's what we thought was the logical choice was like hey this is really funny and fun and it's not that serious but as soon as adrian joined you know it's it's funny just how that kind of shift happens i mean like danilo loves um kendrick lamar and kanye west and i mean i'm more old Mm -hmm. school so i loved like um jurassic Five and um right i i just i think it was yeah like the beastie boys and it was more <laughs> yeah. of a, it wow. was more of a challenge to see if i could um because that's what all of this at least has been for me i mean in the previous band as well it was like first learning how to sing in a in a way um and then diamond like came and it was this like weird mash when we were doing that it was like a mash between rapping and and just like writing on a laptop um, mm. And I think it quickly moved from being that to knowing that we're musicians that want to make music with instruments and things. So I think in talking about uh, common like inspirations, there's a lot of, I think as a, as a band, we've nerded out over like Radiohead, Foles, Arcade Fire, um, let me think who else. Uh, I mean, probably Alt J in the early stages. There was some of that and like... Okay, yeah. Black Keys, um, but definitely like Adrian is a huge, huge Radiohead fan. Um, And I think, yeah, I guess Foles was was also just the way they build songs because we were just tending to do that. And then I was like, hey, wait a minute. Um, You know, it's... it's, Foles are a fantastic band. They're like one of my fave bands. I just saw them at my little, tiny little local music venue in Guildford. Um, and yeah, but they were, they were supporting, I think they were supporting a band called Noisettes and, um, uh, another UK band and, oh man, they were, I was blown away by the drummer at the time because the drumming was astonishing. And then I think, and then I, I kind of got into it halfway through the gig. I was like, oh, actually the songs are fucking incredible as well. And then maybe like, you know, when their record came out, I was like, oh my God, I should, <laughs> I should be obsessing over this lot. They are absolutely tremendous. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's, do you know that um, he's actually, uh, what, uh, the main guy, uh, the main front man, uh, what's his name? God, Barry Jenkins. I don't uh, know. <laughs> so, bad. I'm supposed to know that because he's actually, he's got like South African background Roots. or whatever but um i watched them actually when i was in my old band in malawi i played in a festival in malawi and that's when yeah it's just their their ability to do that um it's almost like how can i say it's like that build-up that they do in their music is like I, anticipation yeah it's like a, it's yeah. amazing the way they do that like thing i know 
I know it's so cool because you're I, I hear some of that in your guitar work and your in your band, like definitely the, the influences. And I I was actually trying to think of a kind of a clever way to phrase a question uh, <laughs> trying to sound, you know, fucking highbrow or whatever. And basically how bands manage to balance originality, but drawing mm. from that pool of influence. Mm. And it, it's it's difficult. It's really difficult. But I think you guys have really got something really like genuine. But where where your where do you think that comes from? The ability to not necessarily you guys, but just musicians in general, mm. like drawing from that pool of influence and adding originality and coming out with a song. Like how do, how do you think that comes about? Because I mean, at the same time, you can hear like a song. Sorry, but I mean, you can hear like bands going like, oh, you can hear where they're drawing from, mm. but there's a, their own shit on it as well, and it sounds mm. incredible. Well, I, I once, I think it might have been um, the guy from Coldplay, they were having this interview and they were talking about this whole thing of steal from everywhere until it becomes your own. But within a band, like I can say for both being a solo artist and then also being in a band, I think there's, there's it's almost easier to do that when you're in a band because everybody has different influences. So it's it's... I think it would probably be a lot harder if you're like, we're going to sound like this band. Then I'm sure that people struggle to move away from that. But for us, it was like, I mean, I'm assuming that's what a lot of artists do. You know, you have, you do have your artists that you aspire to or that you maybe want to sound like. But I think once you lose, once you remember that you will never be like anybody else and it's about finding things that you're excited about, like a little melody or a little line or something, then you're on to something. Like, I think that's something we've learned a lot. It's like, oh, we really, we're really fucking enjoying playing this. This has got some crazy mm. energy. Then you're like, that's the song. But I think if, if you, and then you go, oh, it kind of, it goes more into this field of music or this field of, uh, of like what, you know, say it's a more blues song. It's a more black easy song or this song. But I, I think it's very dangerous if you go about making a song that sounds like somebody else. Um, mm. and I think maybe it's just about that. It's about rather going, well, for me, at least as a, as a writer, I, I hate talking about like, I hate you when someone's like, Oh, where do your songs come from? Like for me, it's, it's about the feeling. I can't tell you that I was like, this is, I mean, it, it, it grows in a concept, but, but I think for me also what I aspire in artists is like when you can listen to something and it just gives you like this feeling it's like you mm. kind of hit with it. It's not, you don't feel like someone's lying to you. And like, I feel like you can pick that up. You can pick up fakeness in, in music. Um, yeah. Or maybe That's a great way of putting it. it like... <laughs> no, no, no. It's a great way of like souls connecting, isn't it? Like someone's soul is like written something and then it's reaching out across the divide, uh, the ether, I guess. Yeah. And, and it's getting you, man. And it's like, it can be anything. I, I really love a song at the moment. My daughter's listening to uh, this. She's listening to. She's fucking two years old. <laughs> she's being she's being put she's in front of shit that she has no <laughs> she has she has no uh, you know um, what do you call it I don't know <laughs> she's got no choice. And um, there's this program called Love Monster, and it goes. Sometimes everything goes right. Sometimes everything goes wrong. It's this really great. Fuck it. It's written, man. It's yeah. a written thing. It sounds really well written. It's really good. But it, it's like, I love that. 
I fucking love it. But then there's obviously like KKK took my baby away by the fucking Ramones. You hear that for the first <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. time. And it's like, okay, I mean, I don't really get what, I, you know, I don't really feel that way, uh, what he's doing there. But um, I get this is the sonic energy, right? The sonic energy is yeah. true. But then you'll hear like um, a song, I don't know, by Nick Lowe or something like um, cool, Cruel to be Kind. Like, cruel to be kind yeah. in the right measure. <laughs> fucking hell man like those songs are timeless you know yeah, shit. and that yeah like speaking like writing truth for other people to pick up on mm. you know that's cool what you said there i really like that yeah i think it's also like that aspect of i mean it's a weird thing here being being an artist or listening to artists because you realize that you know there's that aspect of what everyone always talks about this thing of vulnerability but it's also like we're human beings and we have we all have feelings of a certain type like everyone feels this way sometimes everyone feels like and in different ways and you resonate to different things and i guess that's something i've like come to accept which is quite cool about the world like you say now that it's online you also there's so many different genres so many different people loving and connecting to different genres and it's actually it's so mm. rad to be able to find like a very niche genre that you maybe love that everybody else hates or like you know, I think that's the beauty of music, that not everyone's maybe going to like what you do. And it's like, you have to accept that. You're kind of yeah. putting it out there and you know that somebody, though, feels a similar feeling to you at some point. Or Yeah, yeah and some people make a living out of doing, like, uh, picking a genre of music and then yeah. fucking with people's heads, with, people, with people's heads and making, making money out of that. You know, specifically in the 1970s, they were very good at that. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, we're, we're going to form a band and we're just going to, record people uh breaking glass and uh maybe put like a, a rack tom just going thuf, <laughs> thuf, thuf. <laughs> and we'll call it track track one yeah track <laughs> track <laughs> man man am i hot i am i am Shame. i'm sound i sound mental <laughs> I feel so uh, bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but Whilst you're freezing as well, Chantal, this is funny. You're you're cold. We're the I'm polar dying opposites of... right now. I mean, my cheeks are yeah. getting quite red because I I, I I like have this trick nowadays. When I get too cold, I just wrap a blanket as well. <laughs> so now I'm overheating. <laughs> so like, where what's on the what's in the car when you were a kid, man? Like, what 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 inspired you? Um, I mean, I my so. Funny story is later on in life, I realized how significant it, it became. But my mum, she um, was a classical guitarist and um, she played to me. Apparently, she loves saying this now as well. It's like she played to me when I was <laughs> in the womb and when I was younger. But then, I mean, with her job and all kinds of things, she she couldn't play anymore. And, and so I, I, I didn't. I I always had this like dream of doing something different to to everybody else but like I, I I'm also quite a shy person like when it comes to schools and things like I was a nerd I was like worked super hard I was but I was also like I wanted to do everything so I was in the first A team of like the netball the the hockey the I took violin I was in the orchestra I was in the choir but I hated being in the front so I like that's why the choir was cool was because you could kind of hide um right I get that yeah but I think it's always been that feeling of of I mean, I'm sure you have it there, you know, if it's a small town or something like that, you want to get out, you want to like go somewhere else. So 
I think I, I'd always had that and I didn't really know what it was going to be. I, I, I thought I was going to maybe be an actress or like, or a scientist. It was kind of like between those two. I never really put mu musician in there. Um, but I loved music. So, you know, mm. I mean, we all love music, but I, I like, I dance, I just dance all the time to music. So like, <laughs> and you know, yeah. that thing of like over obsessing over songs and like oh, calling yeah. it, you know, that that's one of the best things in life when you just get really, really into a song. So I did that a lot. And then when I was in high school, um, I, I got a scholarship to go to like a private school. So I was like, woo, we're going up like to one. But I, I didn't, I don't know, sometimes something just changed. And I, I decided that I actually needed to, to be, uh, I needed, I needed to do homeschooling and finish fast so that I could, I always, I think I had this thing of like time, of time running away and that right. if I wanted to do these things like with art or creativity, then I needed to do it quick. Um, yeah. So I, I made a PowerPoint presentation to my parents and I would try to explain to them that I was going to be an actress. But then I met my brother's friend who was looking for a singer for his band and my brother had kind of been my biggest router of probably hearing me because I used to make friends sit in the dark um, switch off the lights and play them piano and sing to them. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, wow. so it, that's, that was the first thing of, of this whole new world that opened up for me as I went to go try out in his backyard and, um, I mean, in, in his garage, my, my brother's friend and we, we would play at these open mic nights and things. And I was 17 at the time and you can only go to clubs at 18. So I would kind of yeah. like not tell anybody and we'd go and I just make up <laughs> words. Um, but yeah, that that's what that's what sort of started this entire musical. Sorry, that was quite long, but that's what started this whole musical thing. No. Um, yeah, no, no, that that's yeah. that's great, man. No, that's cool. I try and like I, I like I like the idea of you sitting in a room and and turn the lights out and everyone having to you know having to but listening to you play uh, piano or what have you. That sounds <laughs> that sounds really cool. That's really groovy. It's like please don't I mean, say I, anything. Don't say anything. Just yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I definitely had that. I had a bit of the whole. I, I want to perform. I want to be creative. I don't know what the hell that you know. I don't know. I don't know how that takes shape. I don't know what form that takes shape in acting, what have you. But um, yeah, it was like a bit of acting, bit of music. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one, it's one hell of a crazy journey. You're like, you know, it's great that you found your feet, because it really comes across like you really want to be doing this, and your lyrics is very. It's cool. I love it. The words is, the lyrics in the words are fantastic, man. Thank you. That video, that video is quite crazy as well, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What the, I mean, for people who haven't watched the video, go and watch it. <laughs> and then Chantal, you, you can explain to me what the fucking hell the video is about. <laughs> well, I, so when we recorded the song, was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. And um, I was in... I was in the Alps. Um, I got to be there for a few days. So after tour, I, I had a solo tour and then we were there and we were, we were trying to f write a song at distance. Um, we'd, we'd been on tour actually in London and we'd gone to a room there and we started playing something and I'd taken a voice note of it and, and it's actually started there, this like this melody. Um, mm. So it was a really cool experience where 
so the, this it, it's relevant to the video because in in the writing of the lyrics it was this feeling of like um I mean the video sort of is supposed to portray this thing of being afraid of losing somebody and not being able to get them to sort of see you and or like listen to you or to actually listen to what you're saying so um it was also quite a cool experience being literally where they are forests so mm. I, I i i i would go for a walk and it all kind of came quite quick i mean for me that is what the lyrics do they kind of i sing it and and whatever comes then to me is sort of the right the right thing to say um and it was this aspect of like being in a relationship and not being able to tell somebody exactly how you feel and that that might be kind of the end and um so that's sort of what this music video portrays and and our friend back here who did another music video of us he i just love it i love going to somebody and go what do you see you know what do you see right in this music yeah video? and that's what he picked up he was he he wanted to and and so the person who plays kind of like the potential yeah it's this thing of like you know you you the song is sort of directed at that it's like someone's not hearing you someone's and i think mm. for me that was a big metaphorical feeling is you know it's the feeling of being in the woods you're you're who are you fighting for are you fighting for yourself are you fighting for somebody else yeah. to hear you so that the music video was like a very studio version of 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 like little aspects of that um and jeremy he yeah. the guy who who did the music video and he yeah so he came up with the concept of of how to do it and kind of having this i think yeah he wanted to bring in that aspect of of um i guess city with woods mm -hmm. you know and that's why it's not so shot outside it's kind of yeah yeah i mean where are you drawing from then like lyrically in this song man it's quite intense <laughs> uh i'm loving it like where where personal is it you're pushing putting yourself in a position of someone else you're inventing a character what have you um i guess these are probably the hardest questions to answer but it is often mm. it's i'll be honest with each all songs are kind of written from where i am at exactly in that moment um because it's it's the easiest thing you know exactly what to say um mm. and yeah i i've been on this on this long journey and I, I was feeling unheard and and um, I felt like I was always one fighting for something um, and fighting for somebody else um, so very much very much personal um, and, and and they also are these songs for me at least they're they're these they're these check-in points um, and they often show me they like mirror something you know it's because like here I am mm. having to answer questions about them, and and yeah. but it's it's it, it it is it's 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 quite a it's a it's a really intense way of looking yourself in the face, um, and mm. what 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 you were or are going through. So, um, yeah, I, I I hope that I mean it, it is even what I'm saying now. You know, maybe it was in terms of a, a romantic relationship, but for me it then became, and I hope it does for people listening to it. It's not just about that. It's a feeling that 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 also because it has a sense of like build and explosion that it can help mm. people when they're feeling that um, type of a feeling. So I also like to think of songs like that. How can it? Because for me, it was like a release of 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 feeling stuck, um, mm. 
and and I hope that it does that for people, even if it's not in a romantic way. It's just this this thing that's like you need a you need to like get through catharsis. Yeah. Yeah, like some 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 form of catharsis, like yeah. a different. I don't know. Yeah, like there are different varieties of it, I guess. Especially when I don't know when you've got the the final product in your hand and you know, my God, wow, we've done it. We've pretty much set out. I, I mean, I'm presuming you set out uh, for the sound you got uh, in the final cut, and it sounds fantastic. You know, I mean, we I suppose you everyone always struggles with the final with with the process of creating in the studio and go oh my god is this how mm. is this how i envisaged it ah i think like tom petty pulverized his hand in like a recording studio and when he was doing wildflowers because he was just freaking oh out about how it sounded ah. you know like the, the god, jesus christ you know that's that's insane yeah. um i think there's probably drugs involved yeah there must um, be but, yeah. <laughs> yeah so like um because back back push as well. I think that was the first song I heard of you guys from you guys, and I was really arrested by that. Is is that um, again? I mean, I don't want to go too specific because not everyone will have listened to your music straight off the bat. Yeah. Um, but like, I I really again like I just I just freaking love that song so much. It's a real. It's my can... favorite at the moment. Well, like I love playing. Okay. I I I was yeah. forcing the band. I was like we got to record the song because I, I it was like a energetically strong i felt it energetically like quite strongly that just to want to play it because it's really fun as well it's got that like in was that from the writing process like from the beginning you felt that energy or was it just slowly built up no it was like from the beginning when because hmm. we wrote so danilo the bassist and i we sat down at his flat and he was playing this bass line and i was like that's going to be the song and i sang the words how they are and I was like, can we please try play it live? And that sort of, it just, it was quite a quick process. So that out of all the songs was probably one of the fastest. It kind of just like, it was there. And like, yeah. 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 It's got that feeling to it. It really does. I spoke about this on a previous podcast of mine. And I, I think a lot of songs, some of the ones that come in 15, 20 minutes, are some of, you can feel it in the record. You can definitely hear mm. it. Like that sense of... Not necessarily urgency, but a potency. There's like a real like energy about it. That's kind of something you're struggling to put your, uh, like what you were talking about. There's a truth in there, but there's also a truth in the vibe. You know, the energy of the song is, is coming from a place that's raw, and vital for people that love music. I guess. Yeah. You know, but that said, there are songs that are mega produced, overly produced, <laughs> yeah. freaking whatever that I love. You know, like Africa by Toto or whatever. Yeah. You know. Oh my gosh, what a good but, old time song. <laughs> yeah yeah i was i was i was listening to that this morning like after having like about three hours sleep and like <laughs> fucking 45 degrees in the bedroom or whatever and it's like and then turned on the radio you know oh yeah <laughs> you know play a dj play a beauty play a beautiful what's oh, your go-to um, song during the you know when you're feeling when you need to pick me up but, uh i think what i i would say is like i'll just stick the radio on if i'm really down and something will come on and it will move me to tears but nine times out of ten it is something like the ramones or uh, the undertones like teenage kicks man i'm just like and then but i went on like um a thing about three four months ago uh like phil collins uh and the guy from Casey and the Sunshine Band or whatever the fuck they're called uh, and uh, 
Uh, ding, ding, ding. Oh, that song. Um, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, um, the amazing drum track, um, Easy Lover. Yes, yes, it is. And it, man, oh, that song is that blows my shit. That is like the best drum track <laughs> of any fucking pop record yeah, ever made. And oh man, but that's a go-to. That just gets me going. Like, what about you? Was there a song that like completely like you either go to because you know you're feeling a bit down, or just it just comes <laughs> on and it cha- changes you? Yeah, I, I I have like you know it, it's what you're saying exactly. It's like the either or. Um, I have I mean I have also like you know a good playlist where where sometimes you're not because you're in such a specific mood you know that you just have to forward click until you find the song. But I have like I'd probably also there's like it's like either the empowering song that makes you feel like you want to go do it. Like I used to listen to that song here Chickabam. Have you listened to that? I think it's La Tigre. Bum 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 bum. You was gonna listen to it. Um, <laughs> no, really sorry, man. Um, oh, I'm not reciprocating. No, I'm it's sorry. Fine. It's like such a specific song. But then I then I get into moments where where it's like it, you know the band Cigarettes. Um, yes, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Iceland and like I absolutely epic. Wow, that's like when you just want to like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I mean, yeah. also because I have such different tastes and genres, so it just also depends. Like, I love, I love some country music. I love some folk music that also just brings me to tears. And there's certain, yeah, just kind of like, yeah. What happened with Sugar Man? What the fuck is that about in South Africa? Like yeah. searching for Sugar Man. What the fuck happened there, man? <laughs> like that was so crazy. I don't know where the hell that's come from. That question. Yeah. But I'm like, I that what a documentary. But how come South Africa? You'd be surprised. I mean, when he did get famous here, because I often speak to also like more of my parents, that's when he sort of was like their age. And um, they, I mean, the music scene here then was pretty booming for that kind of music. And someone apparently, someone the other day, because I was also inquiring, because I had no idea that, like how it came about, but... Someone had brought a cassette tape, I think, through through Namibia or Swaziland, and a radio, yeah. one radio station played it, and then it went viral in South Africa. So yeah. it shows you what can happen. <laughs> I know, even back even back then in the day, like mystery yeah. is, is 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 such an aphrodisiac. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so what's the what's the future for you guys anyway? Because I I know I mean lockdowns kind of fucked everyone in the in the face a little bit but um yeah. such a delicate way of putting it um but like live coming over to london anytime soon Record, ah. i mean album ah. well yes we were so we're working towards music wise work towards an album to have out um beginning of next year i think end of this year um i i might be coming over there in november with my solo music so i'm coming over to the europe the europe the eu <laughs> in, um, yeah. in november if if the world doesn't fuck out by then again um, yeah or if our government doesn't fuck up brexit even more yeah. than already yeah, yeah. yeah or if they won't allow south africans in but um we i think we'll definitely if things obviously i say definitely in we hoping Let's put it that way. We're hoping to be coming for a tour next year. Um, that okay, was sort of the sweet. plan because everything that we were maybe going to do this year has obviously had to be push, pushed forward um, for next year. Yeah, it's going to be weird to see time. how things... Is the, has the live music scene started there? Because I hear it's not really... No, no, nothing, yeah. nothing. It's really sad. Do it's you have very any sad. full shows? 
Is there like any little shows mm, happening at all? No. Nah, not that I'm aware of. I mean, maybe someone's doing a cheeky little legal illegal yeah. gig somewhere. Like, uh-huh. but I mean, I don't know. It's bad. It's still quite, still pretty chronic, for uh, yeah, the live performers. It's the same. But thing. um, what? When you say like your own solo music, what's going on there? Like I didn't, I was not aware of this. Yeah, I I am. Um, I have an album coming out in in uh, October. I, I've just released a single. I actually got one coming out this Friday. It's it's like my folk p- project, I guess. My, my holy shit! Hang on, whoa, back yeah. back the fuck up! What are you going? <laughs> what's going on here? What's yeah. your what's the name? What's the name? What name is it, is it under your name, like, or is it under a band name? So, uh, yeah, I'm Chantal Van T, so it's under my name, Chantal Van T. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's been a long time, kind of coming, um, but it's 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 very liberating to finally be able to put it onto the world. Um, Sweet, and is this on Spotify? Yeah, the single's on Spotify. It's called Rumble yeah. Roll, but I've got one coming out this this Friday. Um, one every month until October. So, well, I guess that may only put wait for one more because. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, can you name? Can you uh, give us the name of that that single that's coming yeah. out soon? Because it oh, broke up me. a bit. Come to me. Come to me. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh wow! So, what? Who are you drawing from there? Folk from from your um, from, from folk. Oh, a band I wanted to mention. I mean, they're also quite a niche band, but I wondered if you knew, knew them. Almond Dune. Oh, I'm in June. No. You know. I, I don't they know, sorry. are a band that, no, no, no. It, they, I don't know how many people know them, but they are incredible. And I, for Diamond Thug as well, I, I think they leak a bit into both. Um, hmm. But for my solo music, I mean, hence my great love for, for like folk folk music. I I, um, I grew up listening to like Lennon Code, Bob Dylan, um, Nina Simone. Uh, yeah. To, yeah, yeah, like the Nick Caves and 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 those kind of artists, I guess, are, are more more so for for my solo music. But but it's just really nice to have a, a, a like I, I love having both because I get to write in very different ways. Like the solo music, again, speaking about vulnerability, but it's just I'm the only yeah. one that that has influence into it, you know. So it's a very also it's even more direct line of writing music. So personal. It, yeah, yeah, and not mm. having to explain it, you know that much yeah. you, you just kind of do something and well it's your own vulnerability it's really um maybe it's easier to do because you don't have to do that much explaining to people in a band rehearsal room and what have you, you can just go this is me this is yeah who i am yeah and and not not have it sort of have to sieve it through too many people yeah yeah and it, and it's i mean the reason i started doing it is because i wanted to learn how to play guitar and i i think it also has helped me grow for the band because you know, you learn something somewhere and you kind of bring it back as well. Oh, wow. God, if I want to, so if I want to learn a piano, I'm just going to learn a piano and record an album. Wowzers. That's yeah, that, yeah, oh, man, you're, that. Dri- <laughs> you're driven. You're so driven, aren't you? Good God. <laughs> well, wow. You know, if you're in South Africa and you're wanting to make something happen into the rest of the world, <laughs> you've got to really want something, you know? Yeah, yeah. you've got to really push it. Yeah. God. Okay, well, look, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to call it because yeah, sure. I'm going to die, which is Sorry. unfortunate because, <laughs> well, you know, it's not your fault. You're not like the weather person. I'm so sorry. Not... No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wish you were low pressure instead of high pressure. Yeah, please. You know, we need, we need a section of low pressure. But it's like, oh, I'll pray for the low pressure and then it'll just be miserable and I shit and horrible. I should have 
we don't really have Amazon in South Africa. Well, that that you can drop off, but I know you guys do. So I should have ordered you a quick aircon or a fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I got a fan, you got a fan, but it would just blow on the microphone. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, what? So what? It's uh, it's kind of what like quarter to ten over there. Is it quarter to nine? Quarter to eleven. Quarter to eleven. Oh, yeah. thank you so much for staying up. Pleasure, pleasure. Thanks for chatting. You're, honestly, it, it's it's so so good of you to go so late. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I I just didn't want to mess that one up again. Sometimes one messes that one up. Thanks for the same time. <laughs> well, we will be. I think we will be. What happened with? I don't know when we are. Or maybe we always are. Either I think when we. Hour. Yeah, we're kind of like bang on sometimes. I think when the clocks yeah. change. Yeah, yeah, because we do the whole daylight saving thing. Yeah, very weird. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. well, it, okay, why not? Why not? Yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much for chatting with me. Thanks, Will. I, yeah, I, thanks, I Will. can't wait to see what happens with your band in the future and your fucking solo stuff, which I'm thank really you. excited about as well. That's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, I hope I, I get to meet you when, when, I, when we finally get over there. We can yeah, yeah. Have a Definitely. I'm... <laughs> I'm to I'm totally coming. Like absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Thanks thanks so much, Chantel. Well good luck with the heat. I hope you get some rest. <sighs> good luck with the cold. Twist on me. Twist on them. Twist on you.